Welcome, friends. This is Cindy Silva. Good to be with you again. And I'm here with my dear friend, Tina Zion. Hi, Tina. Hello. Hello, Cindy. Oh, so fun to see you. We were just talking before we started recording that we hadn't seen each other animated before on video. It's been a number of years and we used to do yes. all of our conversations over the um, telephone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was over the phone, yes. Yeah. All audio. All audio. So mm -hmm. Tina was one of my first faculty members on the WIND Network, and she was mm -hmm. one of my big supporters in the day. And um, as a medical intuitive, she's an author and just such a fantastic teacher, my, one of my first teachers in that uh, subject that really introduced me to medical intuition. Uh, Tina's program on the WIND Network was called Soul Signals, which I just love the name of that. Someday, maybe you'll write a book with that title. Maybe. It keeps uh, coming up. So it does. I think I'm getting signals from my soul signals. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah. And I was getting signals because I keep seeing Tina's name pop up in these major mm -hmm. uh, circles of um, thought leaders in the latest is um, in the SHIFT Network, you're, you're a new faculty member and offering a course through the SHIFT Network on medical intuition. And um, I just really love your approachability and the way that you make medical intuition um, approachable for everyone, a householder uh, term. And I'd love for you to just let us know a little bit about um, how you came to become a medical intuitive and what inspires you to keep teaching and sharing your work around the world and through your books. Mm -hmm. I Even while I was uh, a Reiki practitioner and a, and a mental health counselor too, that um, even when I was doing uh, Reiki and, and working more and more with, with the energy and the human energy field, I kept getting thoughts just coming in continually that um, this level of uh, working with each other, this level of assistance, this level of knowing uh, needed to go out to the entire world. And I kept seeing the, the map of the world in my head and, until I got to wondering, you know, what is going on here? I was just in my mind's eye, always seeing the map of the world in different countries and and I had this strong yearning that I had to uh, teach medical intuition uh, in every single country and I just it just kept oh, just going on and on and on over and over and over again a soul signal as I would call it and when I was um, offering Reiki to someone one day, it, uh, I was suddenly, I mean, it was spontaneously, I wasn't even trying, I was looking inside of the human body. And I say like an x-ray machine, but really, it was really like um, a camera. Um, so it was images as it really looks. And, and, and so, but I call it like an x-ray machine. But it's really more like a camera. And I that's actually a new thought as I sit here and talk to you about this. I hadn't thought of it that way until just now. 
but like a camera. And that we must take great care. The, the other thing that I hope to, to reach out to people is that we are truly very, very, very powerful. So we must take great care in how we use these abilities. So, yeah, so it was really spontaneous, this uh, working on a physical level and then an awareness of thought and emotion and the power of thought and emotion and the power of thought and emotion affecting uh, the physical. Uh, so uh, it, one thing led to another and so I wrote Become a Medical Intuitive and then I, as soon as, as soon as I sent it to the publisher, it was it was behind what I was already learning, and so I thought, well, I have to write advanced medical intuition. <clears throat> Excuse me. And as soon as I sent it to the publisher, I thought, oh no, uh, and so and so yeah. So those two books are are really about helping people to become uh, healers for other people, but especially. Um, this medical intuitive way, which is not just really about the physical body, but a lot of people think when it's medical that it's about just the physical body, but it's so much more. Mm. True, yeah. So in the, the work that you do, you help people become attuned to a non-physical sense that's yes. always there and available, but we are often not aware of. And if we are, we don't know how to translate it. Um, and you, I think one of the things you have to encounter with people when you train them is there's a fear there sometimes of um, opening to that exercise. Yes, a great fear. Uh-huh. So if you'd like to speak to that, it feels like a big piece of your work in um, initiating people into medical intuition is to get them in touch with this other sense. Mm -hmm. Well, one of my goals is to help people not be afraid of the non-physical realm because we are first and foremost non-physical. We humans are actually non-physical. We are uh, an energetic being and we just happen right now to also our energetic being is within a physical body but it's also our physical but uh, our energetic being is also so much bigger than our physical body so i try to help people understand that they are already a, a non-physical being because people will come to me and, and their biggest fear is they're terrified that they will see a person in spirit. And so I would want to tell everybody that we are spirit right now, um, however that is defined, but we are already spirit. So there's really no reason to be afraid of um, not, you know, people that are not in a physical body, but are in a non-physical, having a non-physical experience. So I'm, it's really, really important to me to help people uh, release that fear to, I really want to normalize this for people because I think the true balance in life is to have a foot in the physical and a foot in the non-physical at the exact same time. Mm 
Mm. The exact same time. And I think that's the true balance of life because we talk about, oh, we know we need to balance everything in our life and you're, we're out of balance or we're in balance. But I think really the true balance is, okay, we are physical and non-physical at the exact same time. And the world is physical and non-physical at the exact same time. I also like to tell people that in my experience, the non-physical world is a lot more complicated than the physical world. In fact, there's more, much more going on in my awareness. There's that word complicated. Yes, <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> so I like, you know, when you use the word human, right there gives us an indication that it's the non-physical and the physical because the word hue is light and man is body yes so that is like the human is like an angelic kind of light meets form yes we are we are light and so even you saying that in that beautiful beautiful way i hope will make sense to people also it's beautiful Mm -hmm. now i remember this is years ago but we had a conversation and i think I remember you saying you come from a lineage of healers. Is that correct? My great grandmother, who I spent a lot of time with, um, she didn't pass on until I was 11 or 12. And she was uh, a very active medium. Uh, She also used a a regular uh, deck of cards, like a regular playing cards. She didn't use a tarot deck. and she passed on in her late 80s and I was, you know, 11 or 12. And so she was an active medium too, and especially with the mediumship and was active with the spiritualist church. Um, and in fact, she, the people back then <clears throat> used a, a regular deck of cards in case somebody walked in and then they could just act like they were playing, you know, a card game when in fact she was actually using that as a tool for a reading for other people. And then it's really just come down through the generations. But, you know, my point I would really want to make about that is that we did not have and do not have a a special gift to do this. This is one of the key things I hope to get across to people is that what I had was uh, the sense of this is very normal. There was, you know, no classes, no teaching. My family never even brought it up. But if if we saw a deceased relative or a deceased relative was knocking on uh, my bedroom window, of course, of course, of course he was. You know, and that's that's really it. It was just a uh, it was normal that it was expected and it was normal. So, but I would really want to emphasize to people that it's not a special gift. We are, we're wired to do this because we are non-physical and physical at the exact same time. It's just a matter of noticing it. It's mostly noticing it. Mm-hmm. Well, that would be a good opportunity for you to give us an example of what noticing it is like. Hmm. Well, <clears throat> people will do mentoring, private mentoring with me. And the everyday world is constantly 
giving us signals, uh, is constantly giving us information. And yet people are phenomenal about not noticing it or, or blowing it off like, oh, I just made that up. So people will come to me in, in mentoring sessions and they're telling me how they can't be intuitive, but they yearn to be intuitive. And they give me all kinds of uh, examples about how they're not intuitive. And what I hear, and I eventually get that uh, hopefully across to them, what I hear is example after example after example of uh, wisdom coming to them but they think, oh, it's just my imagination. Oh, you know, that was a coincidence. So those are the two main things. It's imagination or coincidence when uh, truly, I will say sometimes the, the craziest things to people. And you know what they almost always say? I thought so. Or, oh, that makes sense because. Mm -hmm. So see, we're, we're already people that they try to convince me that they're not intuitive and all i hear is example after example of how they are they just don't recognize it as intuition it's as simple as you're standing in an elevator and you uh, number four jumps into your head and the door opens and there's four people there it's as simple mm -hmm. as that because everything's energy first and so we pick up that information in energetic form, and then we don't recognize it. And so many people don't recognize it as, oh, wait a minute, that's, that's intuition, because intuition is simply noticing information. That's really what, how I define intuition, is just noticing the information that's all around us. Yeah, that's a really practical way to define yeah. that. As you're speaking, I'm thinking of something fun that I've been doing in terms of um, recognizing in in my waking dream. I call it like we have dreams when we sleep. Yes. If you know, if I have a dream when I sleep about someone coming into my life and saying something to me when I wake up, I interpret that like, oh, that's information. You know, what does that mean, and how do I apply it? But in my waking dream, someone can come and say something to me and it's just part of the routine of the day and you don't acknowledge it as such. Yeah. But oftentimes I'll get a soul signal, like you say, I'll notice there's something, there's something here. And so I will imagine that I just had that dream and woke up like, what if I had that dream and woke up and that happened? How would I interpret it? So it's it's the same information coming to me through the subconscious. Um, in some one case, it's when I'm sleeping. And in another case, it's when I'm awake. But it's still the same to me. It's just mm -hmm. how I interpret it. Yes, yes. Well, one of the things that I would add that when people arrive in our sleep time and our dream time during sleep, uh, we are truly energetically making those connections. Uh, I mean, it is, to me, as real as you and I talking right now, uh, if you and I came across each other in our dreams. In fact, my cousin 
uh, he and I used to uh, consciously play around with it. And he, he would say, well, let's, let's meet uh, at two in the morning in our sleep time and talk things over. And so, you know, we would we would play around with that and we thought it was playing around but we were really doing it mm -hmm. yeah that's yeah well let's um go in the direction of your upcoming course um i'd love to have you share a little bit about that because um it's going to be an opportunity to be with you over a duration of like seven weeks. And so there's yes. a lot that you will be covering in that. And you've been working on that, I know, diligently putting all the material from your life's work together for this course. So what was that like for you? And what got flushed out for you? You know, an invitation like this to, to be exposed on a bigger stage to, um, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of people across the world yes. has got to have some kind of an impact on you in terms of your growth. And what was that like for you? And did it bring anything up for you in terms of clarity of um, mm -hmm. where your life's work is going at this point? Hmm. Well, actually, my first two medical intuitive books are about how to do this uh, as a practitioner or how to do this as a, a, a healing helper in your family or with your friends. And when um, the Shift Network reached out to me and asked me, they asked me to um, create a course that was about medical intuition for ourselves so not reaching out to help others but to help ourselves first and foremost and i had just written a book about that and there's no way that they would know that and that's how again that's how the universe works and if we decide to notice these interconnectedness that that is happening constantly so um the course with shift network is really focused on uh, self-awareness, uh, self-improvement, um, and taking more healing action for ourselves. Because I always tell everybody that I don't really want to um, talk about general concepts. I want to put out a piece of information and then let's take some action. So, so there'll be some, some action steps, you know, even if it's just for a couple of minutes here and there throughout the, the, the module, each, each module, but I have to put it into action. And my goal is to help people to become a powerful link in the system, the system of the universe or the cosmos. And we have a choice. We can be a weaker link and that's a choice and that's okay. But I hope to help people realize that they can be a very powerful link in the system whatever that system is healing system or system of life on earth and life in the non-physical so that's really how that went and i'll add one more thing i was sitting in my sunroom one day and uh, the four very very powerful beings came in 
and they I have seen them occasionally before and they've just rushed in and they call themselves the council so they're my council and they said you must prepare I said prepare for what you know I'm just sitting in my center and prepare for what and they said you must prepare because this expansion is going to happen and then here I am uh, with the shift uh, network uh, that is quite an expansion. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of my little story about it. Interesting. Yeah. I got the chills. So did you? Yeah. What does that mean to you? Oh, it's just truth. Like, yeah. Yeah. I could, I could um, resonate with having similar experiences of uh, foresight. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's really living in that intuitive wisdom and you and you um mention wisdom and you know you have wisdom in in the work that you do and the word wisdom is throughout your work that you do so see and wisdom is simply noticing it's really noticing the information that's we're we're sitting in breathing in talking in mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really, and, and then um, how to apply it and take action, which is what you're sharing, is um, part of the work that you do. So I wonder if, I think people listening would love to hear some examples um, of how you've worked with individuals as a medical intuitive mm. and the results of that. I mean, that's just practical. Um, information that yeah yeah we like to know <laughs> we want to know like you know somebody came to you and they had an issue mm -hmm. and you were able to see something and bring the information forward and they were able to act on it and have resolution i know that happens repeatedly in your work yes yeah well and what what's different about uh, my work too is that I often truly just give the individual a, a, a series of steps to do and just be aware of whatever they notice with each step, but that those steps uh, lead towards, you know, a healing. Uh, so one example would be, see, I, I'm asking my group here, what would be a good example? And one of them is, um, this uh, woman was having a, a lot of struggle breathing. And so I um, asked my guides, well, what do we do? And I could look into her lungs and it just looked oh, like thick and um, matted, kind of like matted and um, dark in energy. So, and slow, dark and slower in energy. And so I asked my guides, well, what are we to do? And they said, ask her what her um, color is that's most beautiful for her. Not that I tell her the color, that, that I ask her to mention, well, what is uh, the most beautiful color to you? And she said, a forest green. See, now that's a particular frequency of color because color is really simply frequency of energy. Uh, certain vibrations of energy <clears throat> and she um, said forest green and I said well my guides want you to uh, just 
breathe in and breathe out like you normally do, but now they want you to include and just think of it and the energy will follow that you draw in beautiful, rich forest green and inhale it into your lungs and then exhale it and inhale and exhale. This is, a, the, I tell this story because it's, it's uh, a bit dramatic. And as she was doing that, I didn't really see anything coming out of her lungs, but uh, the smell, there was a smell that began to fill the room. And it was a smell like old, old piles and piles of uh, half dead flowers. And, um, and it was getting so thick in the room that my eyes were burning. And, you know, and I was feeling kind of congested. My eyes were burning. And so. Were you in the same room with her or was this room? Yes. Yes. No, we were. That was, you know, and at that, this example, we were actually in my office in the same room. That's a good question, though. And so she was doing that and and my eyes were burning and she was just breathing this beautiful green. And I said to her, uh, tell me exactly what uh, the smell of flowers means to you. And she burst into tears and she said, I worked in my mother's flower shop for, I don't know what she said, maybe 25, 30 years, something like that. And she said, we fought all the time. It was horrible. And she said, um, I, my mother has passed on now and I'm not in the flower shop. And so what she was doing is she, I, all I did was give her the step and she was beginning her own healing. See, she was beginning her own healing. And then to complicate the story a little bit, her mother came in spirit and just zoomed in because medical intuition often includes mediumship, what we tend to call mediumship. And so I told my living client about uh, her mother rushing in. What that means to me is I suddenly had two clients. Mm. It doesn't matter to me if they're in the physical or the non-physical. I had one client that I was aware of and then suddenly I had a surprise client. And so I just, you know, helped in the interaction between them. And there was a, a beautiful healing in that way too. So there was a physical level healing of her lungs as she expelled all this stuff. And also uh, another level of healing in this relationship. Uh, and so it was really striking. And so I, I love to share that one that comes to mind. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it reminds me of Qigong, you know, especially where you talked about the congestion and the stagnation in the lungs, and then you gave her a color to breathe and to exhale and clear, and then so you move out the stagnation, and then you reconnect her in a healthy way to her mom and get that flowing again. It just felt really like a Qigong session, healing. To me. Oh, yes, yes. Medical Qigong. <laughs> Medical Qigong, there we go. <laughs> so when we were talking, it's so great that that came up because um, mm. the, topic, the title of the podcast is Energetic Wisdom. And my sense is, you know, just now coming 
into my awareness, a little epiphany speaking to you is that when we work in the energetic realm, um, you can't really differentiate medical intuition from Qigong because it's all energy, right? It's just different yes. ways of defining how we work with energy yes. to remove blockages and reestablish flow. Exactly, exactly. Because we're energy beings first. So the true depth of healing happens on the energetic level and the physical body then responds. So, so, but the healing, that's one of the keys is, you know, in Western medicine, we tend to just work on the physical level, but when we integrate the two together, we're doing things on the physical level, but also the non-physical level, uh, it's much, much more powerful. Mm, yeah, it's really holistic and, well, thank you for sharing that example and, um, you know, my sense of the work you do, like I, when I had the network and had a number of medical intuitives on as mm -hmm. faculty offering radio programs, each of mm -hmm. you worked so differently and uniquely, but it, you were already from way back then before you even wrote the book about um, yeah. medical intuition for yourself, mm -hmm. we're, we're making it accessible to people that normally um, it would have felt intimidating to. You just made it feel very comfortable and easy. Like anybody can do this. This is your birthright. You're born to do this. This is not uh, special, like you said, even though you're from a lineage of healers. Um, but what's different is you, you didn't get the message that it was taboo. It was normal, right? For you growing yes. up to allow this and to interact with this. And, um, but a lot of people did get that message and that's one of the roles you play is to help them move beyond belief systems that cut them off from their own intuitive knowing. Yes. That's beautifully put, because my, one of my true main goals is to normalize uh, the non-physical world for people so that they're not afraid. You know, it gets back to so many people come to my workshops or, or a private mentoring session and they're, they said, well, okay, I want to do this, but I don't want to see anything. You know, I don't want to see a dead person, you know, things like that I hear. No, it's normal. We're a spirit. And and happen to be in a physical body at the moment, and uh, it's no different. We're spirit first. We're energy first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And so the model in the West is to um, treat the the symptoms of the physical, but not address the energetic. And yes. so we don't really get to the root of the issue. And um, the model uh, from the East is to work with the energy first. And first, yes. So there's this blending, you know, this coming home to ourselves as energy beings. And it feels uh, that that's coming at us from a lot of different directions. You're, you're bringing it in through medical intuition. There's a rise in popularity of qigong and 
um, yes, these kinds of um, what do I call it? like um, energy healing things like this. Um, so it makes me feel like when we see a lot of health issues in our culture um, and a lot of imbalance in our society and a lot of conflict, that maybe the root of that is that we're disconnected from our self as an energetic being in touch with the wisdom that comes with that acknowledgement and that um, you know, being identified first as mm -hmm. light and energy versus identifying with the, the body mm -hmm. and the suffering that comes when we're not integrated. So it, yeah, mm -hmm. it, feels, it feels collective and individual, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like you're- oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. You're working individually with people, but that individual work that we do, if everybody did, it would- we would solve a lot of the collective issues that we have. Absolutely. It would very much so. Because underneath all this misery, it's like what's, what is underneath physical pain is always emotional pain. And then wherever the pain is located at in the physical body gives us yet another level of information, a deeper understanding, because certain emotions tend to congregate um, or con congeal in certain either areas or organs of our body. Uh, and so there's even more information. See, it's all layers of energetic information too. Mm -hmm. And the thing of both Qigong and my senses, um, it's focuses on a powering up of the individual. And so I put it as I want people to understand how truly powerful they are and be a powerful link in uh, the system. My guides keep talking to me about a powerful link in, in the entire system. You know, so, so we're not separate. We can be a weak link or a powerful link, but we are a link irregardless. Yeah, yeah. So there's a couple of ways um, that come to me about how you know using qigong lots of people come to it because they have an illness so mm. they use it for healing but it's also used preventatively right we practice sure. every day yes keep the energy moving and yes then we can avoid some of the illnesses that come from stagnation and so i wonder with the medical intuition as well like a lot of people come to you probably because they're um, dealing with a disease or an illness but is there a protocol that you're offering and that you teach that is a preventative form of medical intuition? Hmm. Very much preventative because I actually uh, now focus on teaching people to do this for themselves and to actually more deliberately direct their energy field be, uh, and more deliberately be aware of it. So this deliberateness uh, leads to more information. And when we have more information, uh, we are able to uh, run our energy field because science is even finding that energy follows human thought. 
because at each thought that we think is an electrical spurt of energy. And so I am, have been focusing more and more on being very deliberate and careful about our thoughts, and that will lead to carefulness about our emotions, which will lead to uh, better health in all kinds of ways, not just the physical health, but health in our life in every single way. So it's that deliberateness, I would say. Yeah, yeah. And I do see that rising in awareness collectively mm -hmm. that more and more teachers are bringing forward information about not, not um, buying into the story and believing everything you hear yourself say and how some of that just isn't helpful and um, how to move ourselves into states where information is state bound, right? The quality of the information we're receiving quality. is bound to the state we're in. And so we want to learn to use our tools to keep ourselves in a state that attracts high vibrational yes. Yes. information. Yes. When people do medical intuition on themselves, are they doing a body scan? Uh, or how how would you describe that? Hmm. Um, a body scan is is part of it. It is uh, all kinds of ways of being more self aware, um, and um, also working with guides that are very specialized, not just any old guide floating around. <laughs> that are very specialized uh, guides who maybe even specialize. Um, in uh, our health, there's all kinds of, so I talk about how to uh, draw in specialized guides and for different things. It's like here on earth, uh, as below, so above, or as above, so below, that there are specialists and, and I want to work only with specialists. So the, the most advanced uh, level of awareness. Mm, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah reaching out for that help, that the assistance that's always there that if we're not aware of, um, we feel sort of on our own, you know, alone. Yeah, and see, I want uh, people to be uh, more aware and yet more deliberate in what they do with their own health. So be more in charge. I, I hope people, uh, I hope I help people to get more in command of themselves, more in charge of themselves. So that some of that preventative that you brought up, you know, a little bit ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Empowering, empowering people. Yes. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that they are powerful or they could be powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm compassionate towards those people because they haven't all been given the messages. No you know, the right messages. Have been but they haven't them. noticed them. Yeah. Yeah, but, or noticed them, but. Yeah, don't notice them. Yeah. So let's um, talk about your website where people can find more about you and uh, oh, yes. where you're traveling to next since we'll be seeing you mm -hmm. traveling about the country again and the world perhaps. I hope so, that would be good. That would be good. Um, my website is easy to remember because it's simply my name, tinazion.com. And there, you know, will be a better description about my books and uh, the new book coming out October. 
and um, what else? The, the live workshops. I have a recorded workshop too. The Shift Network. Um, my course starts next week, but it's recorded, so it it really doesn't matter, you know. And that's part of this um, new world that you and I were talking about earlier. That things are recorded, and and look how we can unite together here visually and in a thought form. Um, and so uh, things can be recorded now, and so they, people can fit it into, you know, their own time, their own time frame when it feels right to them. And so I love that. And a lot of people I'm realizing don't realize that uh, Shift Network records everything, and so they can fit it into their their life. Yeah, that's nice. You can go back and redo the course and yeah. if you wanted because yeah, yeah. for life once you purchase well i love that we got to see each other in mm -hmm. in animation and i know we're one step closer to meeting in person <laughs> someday <laughs> we almost made it last year but uh -huh. not quite. well next time you come to 1440 you definitely look me up i'll come drive up to find you or you can oh i'd be so happy that would be great me at the beach <laughs> that would be great have you meet the community here that they would love you uh, i mean it's so, very special yeah any last things you would like to share that we didn't cover that you'd like our listeners to know or well i'd like the listeners to also know about uh how special you are and how sincere you are and how i looked forward to this interaction, this conversation. Uh, I was delighted to meet with you. And I think uh, other people are delighted to know you as well. Oh, thank you, Tina. I mean that. I know you do. You're sincere. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah, it was a sincere pleasure. And thank you for saying yes once again. You said yes years ago when I first reached out and said, would you want to be on my network? You said, I would love to. And that was uh, just really supported me in having the confidence to build that to what it was and to mm -hmm. let it go when it's time was, when its purpose was served. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, so now, now I'm, considering launching you know more consistently this podcast and it's just such a good sign that you're here to help me do that because we've been on this road together before and here we go again <laughs> <laughs> i trust you so much so it thank makes you. us giggle <laughs> <laughs> we're good at that all right my friend thank you for your time i know you're, you. you're in demand so i appreciate it and um Anytime you have anything new coming out and you want to talk about it. Oh, thank you. You can reach out and uh, we'll, we'll put it out there. Oh, bless your heart. All right, love. Bye for now. Alrighty. Bye, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye.